1: The dream come true, I'll
0: take you where I roam. Then follow you back home. Till we
1: could
0: This sounds like a song that Bon Iver love.
2: Really? Because I was thinking this sounds like a you on the boat kind of
1: song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I would like, I'd like this.
1: It's yeah. from, uh, it's actually a listener suggested. suggested. Thank you, rebel me. scum. <laughs> That's the handle? That's the handle. On Instagram or what? Yeah, uh, on the gram. Thank you. It's a good one. Taking you there
0: by the broods. They are um, a duo out of New Zealand. Come on, this doesn't sound like something on your playlist, Bundus? Uh, nothing like anything on my playlist. <laughs> wait, you like Canons? Cannons sort of has a little bit of this
2: vibe. Canons has a lot more counter melodies than electronic synthesizers. This is too
0: acousticy, folky.
1: Oh! Oh! It's too, too sad.
0: Yeah. Hey. I'm just adding it to my playlist oh, right now Oh,
1: there you go My chill
0: playlist, my chill playlist Otherwise known as
1: T-Chill Yeah, we know about the T-Chill <laughs> I like it
0: I almost want to hear something else from this band to Uh-oh. see. Is that going to be a mistake?
1: Sometimes it is, right?
0: Alright, this is the, the most streamed song It's called Bridges when you need an in just to push it aside, it's the labor behind you. This has like I a musical stayed, vibe to it, could have made it like a Broadway it musical. Okay
1: going to have to dive down a little oh, yeah. rabbit hole. The bro- the broods?
0: Broods. It just broods. broods. Yeah. Cool. I feel like I have heard of them. For all I know, I have some of their songs on a playlist or a song on a playlist. Okay. Um, that's that's more my We know on.
1: this song. I'm sure I've heard this song before.
0: Well, it is their most famous
1: Scum for Level
0: knowing Scum. us so well. <laughs> uh. All right, here's another one. Oh, God, this is their second most stream song. Okay,
2: <laughs> it's
0: called Peach. Yeah,
2: that's cool. Fun. I like that. You almost know
0: too much about music now that it's like, I feel like it almost ruins it for you.
2: Um, it can a lot of the times. Yeah. You
0: like, get just too wrapped up in all the...
1: In the technical stuff. That's movies for me too. Everything in a movie. I'm like, it's ruined. It's lost on me. I just <laughs> know too on. much about the behind the scenes. No, but I also studied movies in school so every single frame we analyzed about why think why a prop was there why Mm. did the director shoot it like this and we were warned at the beginning like it's going to ruin movie watching for you forever you'll never be able to just yeah but you just that
0: shit's just coincidental and no it's not not. 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 we've
1: had this argument before people read
0: into stuff too much sometimes sometimes but
1: everything in the frame is not coincidental Just like everything in music isn't coincidental. It was put there on purpose.
2: Yeah, and that's my biggest problem with music is I don't hear a song. I hear a bunch of individual parts. Like I hear all the harmonies. I hear all the different guitars. I hear what one guitar is doing on the left and its counter melody on the right and how like things are panned in the mix. Like I can pick all that out. So it's hard for me to just hear a song sometimes as one cohesive unit. Yeah. Just hear a bunch of individual parts.
0: You know what I'd love to do? Like if I had a time machine would be to grab like go back to the fifteen hundreds and grab Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, mm. put him in the DeLorean time machine, <laughs> bring him back to twenty twenty one. Then go to like an art class that's dealing specifically with da Vinci, mm-hmm. like a like a professor of Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. and then have him just lay out all his theories about some of the more famous paintings, and just watch Leonardo da Vinci's face as he's hearing it and then have him like see if he's nodding or laughing you know like i wonder how much of what people read into his stuff is in fact what his intention was you know You mm-hmm. guys like you know, that was like 500 years ago uh
2: I, I i i don't know to the extent of how much prof i i think they'd have a pretty good idea but i think um the whole Renaissance was like this revitalization of of a of a lost knowledge that like w- with people like da Vinci and uh, Sir Isaac Newton, these guys were hermetics they they studied ancient Egyptian wisdom of sacred geometry and and they encoded it within their artworks
0: like it 's they one would call it the Da Vinci Code, perhaps.
2: Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> So I, uh, I I I
1: don't
2: I I think I think he would I think he would laugh because I think I don't think people quite know the extent of his genius.
0: Oh. Yeah, and do you think though that like he would that Da Vinci would laugh if he found out that his most famous painting you could argue was Mona Lisa? You know, the one that people line up to see mm. at the Louvre in Paris. I know The Last Supper is obviously big, and he's had some, like, I'm not a huge art guy, but mm. would he be like, you think th- that's the that's best the one? What? That's the one. Not the one with the, uh, the chick who was topless? You yeah. know, you wanted the one where she's fully clothed? Come on, what's wrong with you people?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think he would probably be
2: surprised that that was the one, yeah.
0: I mean, again, people read into it. You know, I wonder, they're always like, oh, the beauty is that she's always looking at you no matter where you're standing. It's like, mm. yeah, but that's most paintings if they're painted well. They're all looking at you.
1: I wonder if it's like a hit song, too, because usually the hit song is the one that was the easiest to make and the quickest and it just was, came all naturally. Uh, I wonder if the Mona Lisa was like, oh, pfft, banged it off done (laughs) you know wow it's a hit it was really easy to paint compared to something else maybe he struggled with for a long time and never really felt like he was done right yeah when I'm watching movies I'm oftentimes looking for the role that I could have had an audition for so it's not the big roles it's the smaller ones I'm looking at the actors you're looking
0: at the extras
1: I'm yeah (laughs) I'm not an extra Tucker I'm a principal actor yeah I'll have you know uh but yeah I'm looking at those roles and I'm seeing how those people are doing and how they're interacting with the main cast and I love doing that but then also I studied filmmaking too so I find I can't take my eyes off why they chose to frame it in a certain way and why they chose to have this happen at that moment and what what's up with that wardrobe you know all of those choices are important yeah all of them right down to the wardrobe right
0: yeah. I remember we studied
1: the piano. You remember that movie, The Piano? Yeah, yeah. Holly Hunter, I think her name is, or Holly Hunt, uh, where the guy she was having the relationship with the guy who was like. Oh, I'm
0: thinking the pianist.
1: You're thinking the pianist.
0: That would, no, <laughs> no, I, it's not a joke. Like and, the one that was set in, during like the yes. war and, he, and Brody or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: this one is the one where there's a woman who like marries this guy and they live in this like crazy landscape. And she ends up teaching piano to um, like an indigenous guy in the area who I forget what his name is. but um, It's old timey, right? It's old timey. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be And they have crazy sex scenes. Like the sex is crazy. But her like hoop skirt and everything in that movie and the restriction of like what she's wearing plays a huge role in that character to the point where she won, I think it was Harvey Cartel, is that his name? She like lets him under her hoop skirt at one point. And our class like totally psychoanalyzed how the wardrobe was incorporated into how she was being like confined as a person.
0: But if it's a good story, do you think it really matters if it's like a, a tight shot or a little wider? Like that's the stuff where it's kind of a fluke. Or just what they were in the mood for that day A tight
1: shot makes you feel different Than a wider shot does, right? Yeah,
0: but again, if it's a good story um, Yeah, if it's a pivotal moment And it's like this whole Sophie's choice, who's gonna live Whatever moment, it's one thing But if it's uh, the hangover And they're (laughs) tight on Bradley Cooper Or it's a little wider and you see the whole table That's not gonna change the movie by much
1: Well, what's on the table?
0: Except the only thing (laughs) that it changes Is for people like your professor who has to read into shit a little bit more than they need you know should
1: <laughs> uh, yeah all it, right
0: you know do you're you think wrong. Do you think when they were doing beverly hills cop or if they were doing um jumanji that they're like
1: ah what's the best way
0: to showcase the rock in this one moment blah 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 ah,
1: there's ways to frame things that make you feel like a little unsettled when you're looking at it just to sure i'm sure there's notes that you can hit that are unsettling right so 100%. There's the ways that you can frame something that makes it feel a little bit off and throws off your your axis a little bit and then you feel unbalanced watching it.
2: You got to remember that like these people are artists and artists don't think the same way about their craft that no, like uh, a non-artist would think about it. Like when you're uh... when you're writing when you're writing something uh, or filming something or, or creating music or producing something like I can only speak from my my experience but like whenever I'm in front of of a soundscape or a pro tool session or whatever I am thinking about absolutely everything in in that mix and how it's going to affect the listener and I probably think more than anybody ever listening to the song will ever do but I I as the person creating it am thinking about that so I can only assume a director who you know it, takes his craft seriously is going to think about Everything in the frame Just as I would When I'm working on
0: a song I also think There's just sometimes You get a bunch of people together And they start making music And they're like Yeah sounds good You know, like the Foo Fighters, you know, they're jamming out his song. Yeah, I got this riff. What do you think? And he's like, I don't need no. And they're like, yeah, that works. Let's roll with it. You know? Yeah. yeah, That's how it works on the jam. Or, uh, you know, I'll I'll bring you a great songwriter. I saw this whole deep interview with Sia. She has written some amazing songs and she certainly uh, sung a bunch of them herself. Mm -hmm. Like she's written them for herself and other people. And uh, sometimes she just listens to a song And she's just like Kind of scatting along to it And then finding the words It's just She's making shit up A lot of them just make shit up I remember listening to Dave Matthews do an interview And they kept asking him questions like Oh did you mean this and that And he goes Uh yeah you know he just say yeah whatever you think like some people just find words that sound good yeah and they're I, I, not like true artists that are looking at every intricate m- thing about it I know what you mean same I, with movie making Just movie makers are people who just love movies and love and are good at making them they're not like reading and everything they're not all Kubrick and, <laughs>
2: and I, I totally agree Coppola in the, and- <laughs> in the sense of like you know there's been many times where we're just fucking around and jamming on the, di- on the jam floor and like we come up with something oh that sounds really cool or I'm hum and making up words in a melody and it sounds good. But once I actually have the blueprint of the song, I'm like, okay, this sounds really cool and it's time to start recording it. You start like you start adding things to to affect certain f- words that you ended up writing or certain feelings in the song. Like if I want more tension, I might, you know, cr- put a synth or some sort of a violin in the background to to build the tension on a guitar line. Like it's little things like that to emphasize or a- accentuate Different things in the mix that you you do in the actual production or mixing stage. For sure you do. You don't just go like meh and then it's over. <laughs> well, sometimes
0: they do record right to tape, you know. That does happen. And it used to happen all the time with rock music. Yeah. And Dave Grohl wrote a whole album that they just recorded They're, on they tape. Were in the zone. And they weren't in the Pro Tools session going, let's heighten this moment. It, like they just wrote a song and they played it and recorded it and then it came out. That happens a lot too. Sure. Not everybody's Da Vinci. Some people just can play three chords that sound good together and make up lyrics. That's an
1: and art, And then you ask though. them, they're, oh, what did they're... you think
0: about that? And then they always say the same thing. Well, I don't want to tell you because I, I don't want to change what it means for you. That's just a line that they use to say that it was just a bunch of words that sounded good and it's all bullshit.
1: It's all bullshit. It's yeah. all art. It was created in the moment. It's not bullshit. necessarily bullshit.
0: Art could be a stretch. There are, there are people who are great musicians, and then there are real artists, and there is a difference between the two. What's the difference, man? The difference is sometimes it's a bit of a fluke, and, uh, and it's just bullshit, and they want you to read more into it. So they come across as being uh, more artistic. That's the difference. Like someone can be a great painter and not give a fuck about what they're painting, but they can just do it well. Yeah. And they can just draw shit. And then people might be like, oh, I love how the shading on that side uh, represents the evil. On that side's brighter and it's the good. And then the guy's like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Right. But is it not possible that even if you're not consciously... In the subconscious? In the
0: subconscious. Of course it's possible. But it's also possible that the guy just knows how to draw well. And people read into it more than they should have. That we- happens all the time with song lyrics. All the time.
2: But how does one know how to draw well without knowing what beauty or what, what good and evil is to begin with or what light and dark looks like or mm. how those aspects affect each other? Like You have, to, you have to be in reality and, and, and absorb it in order to understand it and therefore to know how to draw good. To, for one to objectively look at something and go, that's beauty as an artist, like whether you're consciously th- thinking of it or not, as you're doing it.
0: I know a guy who's just really good at creating these resin designs. And it's just cool shit. It's just cool. It's not like if you read into it, you would be like thinking way more about the person than is actually there. Hmm. Some people are just good at creating shit that looks cool and they don't have to have a whole back meaning of everything they do.
2: I'm not not I'm not saying you have to have a back meeting. I'm just there's saying you-
0: there's every type. You know, I talk about it all the time how there's some people in music I'd love to spend time with and other people who I appreciate their work but they're way too out there for me. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true.
2: There are a lot of out there people yeah. for
0: sure. And there are people who are way more artistic about their craft and there's other people who are just good at shit and throw <laughs> stuff out there and people <sighs> like it and want to read into more about what it is, but really there isn't it's not there's not much depth there. They, tip their, they dip their toe in and all of a sudden they realize the bottom's right there.
2: I mean, I agree there, are definitely, there is definitely art out there that has more depth than others. Yes, I don't disagree with that for sure.
0: You know, some people are just master songwriters because they know what sounds good. Now, oh, what's a word that rhymes with uh, Jones? Okay, uh, bones. bones. All right, <laughs> bones, I'll put that in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are like, I loved how you brought up the bones and that's the inner structure of the body and how the body, and it's like, nah, it was just a word that rhymed with Jones,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh-huh. well, you never know. But you maybe, never know if it was look, well thought out or if it was just an accident, right? May-
0: some things, I read a story, I wonder what you'll think about this, Bundes. Maybe everything's connected, right? Every, this is like this mm-hmm. whole other thing going on in our life that we have we think we that we have control of but really everything's just controlled for us okay where was it uh oh yeah this is interesting so two long lost half sisters recently found each other through the site 23 and me okay they didn't know each other existed they connected they'd never met but they're strangely similar they're both obsessed with Stephen King They're both obsessed with Halloween. And then you can say, all right, well, that's a lot of people. But they both sell pet portraits online. (laughs) And they both have tattoos of bats on their ankle. What? And they're sisters or twins? Sisters. Sisters. Long lost half sisters. So, you know, different. They didn't have the same two parents. Hmm. Oh, half. So what do you make of that? Do you think that does that play into, you know, your theory that maybe this is all the matrix or something it's all made up and maybe they just uh you know, there's these little glitches that allow for two people to end up on the same with the same program file or something. <laughs>
2: uh Honestly, man, if I had the answer, I I would be a lot more at peace with uh, with my own life. I, I really don't know what, what what how that's possible. I don't know if it's something in the genetic coding, or I don't know if we all. You know, belong to a collective consciousness. You know,
0: yeah. Or if it's a, just a fluke, just a it's fluke, just, a fluke. It could just be. a fluke. But tattoos of bats on their
1: ankle—they sell pet portraits online, <laughs> and they didn't know each <laughs> other existed. There was existed? a time where everyone was getting tattoos on their ankles. It was more about the butterfly or the uh, the dolphin. I don't yeah. remember the bat face. Yeah. Was if this- it was a
0: maple leaf on their chest, it'd be different. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they were both uh, athletes who wanted to compete in the Olympics <laughs> right. or something. But, right. <laughs> yeah bats on their ankle and they sell pet portraits. <laughs> that's a pretty, that's pretty odd. That's wild. Okay, I think if there's one takeaway here, it's this, is don't learn too much about anything because it'll ruin it for you, potentially. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That is true. That's you just want to be able to take it all in as, as somebody who's enjoying it instead of dissecting it.
0: Exactly, because if, if if taking those film classes Have ruined watching movies for you Yeah, it
1: has That sucks <laughs> I can't just let go I can't just let go anymore
0: Yeah Well, don't go anywhere Keep listening Because The Daily Take Two is coming up next Thanks for checking out the podcast as always
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: It is Tucker and Mora. So here it is. Are you ready for <laughs> it? What is the most annoying type of PDA? Public display of affection.
2: Um, you know when people kiss, but it's not like a normal kiss. They do that like... They pout their lips and they lean forward. They don't move their body, and it's just their
0: heads kind of move forward, and they do that little.
1: Yeah, it's like a ch- children's kiss. Yeah, like a, yeah, okay, that kind of kiss. Or
0: almost like birds feeding each other. Yes, yes, you that get kind of long we, neck right
2: out there. It's cute when eighty-year-olds do it, but not when you know. That's it. You got it. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: it isn't. On. It isn't really that.
1: <laughs> I still, I, I'm still a firm believer that it's got to be the public display of affection that you see when people are going all the way because that's not tasteful. It's just too. Much,
0: yeah, but it's such a spectacle that it becomes less annoying it's in entertaining that moment. Example. It's energy, yeah, it, it becomes like full on energy. What
1: about the children? Okay, so what is it then?
0: Well, I got it's a not, whole list here can't
1: be hand-holding or like a simple kiss
0: Okay, you ready to see what this list looks like? Break
1: it down for me Okay,
0: number 10, staring at the other person too much Just like being <laughs> locked in a gaze with somebody
1: I love seeing that, like, you know, being in a bar a lot I love seeing people staring at each other I think that's super hot
0: uh, Peck on the lips came in at number 9 mm-hmm. Proposing in public, number oh. 8
1: <laughs>
2: Love when those go wrong, though. <laughs> when she says no, or she says no,
0: I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a proposal, let alone one go wrong, one that's happening in public. Oh, there's tons of great videos of it going wrong.
1: Yeah. On, YouTube, on a jumbotron, I've never seen it yeah. like,
2: Live in person, but I've seen tons of videos. they are all
0: fake.
1: Yeah, you sometimes you wonder also, they're all fake. They've been staged. If it's at a
0: sporting event. Okay, uh, using pet names in front of other people.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that's. Enough. I can see uh-huh. that as being yeah. annoying. Yeah. But
0: you kind of do that, don't you, Maura?
1: Well, I would never call Matt Matt. I would ne- I would never call it's him by his name, Babe. Babe, Babers. Yeah.
0: Babers. Yeah. So you do it all the time. Yeah. You're saying I can see that, but yeah. I do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can see why my. Might... Do I care if it annoys you, Babers? Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, a person sitting on the other's lap oh. came in at number six.
1: Yeah, I've done that. Totally done that.
0: Yeah. Touching their butt in public.
1: I'm guilty of that. That's cute. Yeah, you do that.
0: All the time, yeah. Getting a little handsy.
1: Oh, Jeff says, what about people walking with hands in the back? Pant pocket. Oh, like oh, that is. is. I'm like,
0: yeah. What are we? What is wrong with all this stuff? Going steady in high school, and is the other person
1: wearing the sports jacket from the varsity team? Back in the day, it's a classic move.
0: That's ridiculous. Luke
1: says I smack my wife's butt all the time (laughs) in public.
0: So touching a butt is number five. Holding hands is number four. Uh Putting your hand or arm on their shoulder while you're walking. Is number three. Talking to each other in a baby voice came in at number two.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That should be number one. Oh, you're schmoopy. That should be number one. No, you're schmoopy. <laughs> Who does yeah. that
0: in public? People do it in public. And are you ready for number one? Here we go. The most annoying type of PDA is. Openly making out In
1: public Full on make out cool yeah. it. I'm cool, with, I'm cool yeah. with it too I'm like look at these two uh, Chantel says her and her son Were walking through a park And a couple were Getting into some pretty heavy activity yeah? In the park And her son 14 at the time yells out Not the one you want to bring home To mom bro <laughs> <laughs> Chantel <laughs> says she felt so bad <laughs>
0: uh, That's pretty great Thanks for the text, appreciate it Let's talk about We've been talking about public displays of affection And uh, Evan wanted to weigh in on the conversation What's your story? So 10 years ago I went to New York And it was winter time and like a couple of days before christmas and i went to rockefeller center, center and they have the skating rink below it mm-hmm. oh
2: yeah up. It takes about three hours, and I saw three proposals on the ice within an hour. <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like a proposal factory I right there. I could see
0: that, though. I mean, it's such an iconic place, especially at Christmas. And I've I've been around that tree in the rink uh, around Christmas time. And yeah, of course, that would be like uh, probably one of the top destinations, right?
1: Talk about buildup, though. You have to stand in that line for three hours oh. with the ring burning a hole in your pocket. I'm-
0: I under I I thought about the guys and I'm like they must be sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus it's a really it's the most dangerous public place in the United States I think that rank. If <laughs> if you haven't actually gone down there like if you see it in a movie everything looks super chill and romantic, when you're there in person what you end up with is a whole bunch of Americans who've never skated before <laughs> waiting in line to put on figure skates. Uh-huh. You know, with the spikes and everything. Rentals. Rentals. And then they get out there on the ice and they're falling and there's barely anyone's wearing a helmet. I, I remember standing around that rink thinking there's no way in hell I would get on there. Really? Oh, someone's taking you out. They're falling down and pulling you down with you. Oh. oh. People were bailing everywhere, and then you get people are just holding onto the sides trying to work their way around the <laughs> ring. It's quite a spectacle, but I didn't see anybody propose, but that would be a pretty uh, interesting place. I almost proposed to my wife on skates. Really? My plan was uh, we organized a, a weekend to go to Ottawa to skate on the Rideau Canal.
1: Oh, beautiful
0: And I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find this nice little spot on the Rideau Canal I'm going to get down on one knee And I'm going to propose to her You
1: could even pretend that it was like a fall You know, do like a whole slide thing And then when she comes over to help you That would have been smart You you turn around, you got a ring Get down and be like,
0: ah! Yeah (laughs) Will you marry me? Oh! (laughs) Why?
1: (laughs) Yes, I will What a moment
0: But you know what? uh, The thing was, is uh, Uh, there was just way too many people around. I
1: couldn't do it. Oh, good. I didn't find the moment. It didn't feel right. There were too many people. Too many people. I just
0: thought that it wouldn't be as crazy busy as it was. And I would be able to find that little place that was just the two of us. Yeah. And uh, nah, I figured it'd be like way too awkward. And Evan, did that make you like uncomfortable watching the proposals? So the first one, I'm like, oh, wow, this is nice. Mm Because I was in New York, I was a tourist. And then like the second one came 20 minutes later. And I'm thinking, didn't they just watch the other couple just get proposed
1: to? Mm -hmm.
0: And I was confused. And I'm like, okay, this is stupid now. First one was nice. And then after that, I'm like, okay, it's everyone's just doing it.
1: Well, I guess they must keep people on a time limit on that rank. So if you were planning to do it, you don't, you, it's got a short shelf life before they kick you off.
0: Maura, the time limit is the amount of time you have before you hurt yourself. (laughs) So it it varies depending (laughs) on the person, but yeah. Uh, Thanks, Evan. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, you too, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show with us.
1: Something went down on Friday with Matt and I and these two people who could have stepped in to help out did not. And I'm wondering if they were in the wrong here. So Matt and I are moving an armoire, a large, heavy, wooden armoire, okay, into the back of our pickup truck. We don't have parking right out front of our building. So it's down the street. The truck is down the street a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not far, but enough that we're going to be walking down a busy city street with a large armoire. Gotcha. Okay. It just so happens at that exact moment that these two beefcakes, these two guys, suns out, guns out in tank tops. Like these guys are shredded ripped up guys jacked jacked guys the most jacked of jacked the kind of guys that can't keep their arms against their sides because their back muscles are too large okay right their arms are out uh, away from their body they happen to pass us by while we're carrying this armoire down the street and it just surprised me that these two jacked guys who are obviously putting on a show as to how ripped they are in Mm. these tank tops didn't put on a real show an offer to help us carry the heavy wooden armoire to wherever we were going.
0: Like they didn't offer to sub in for you.
1: Yeah, because Matt's you. at one end, he's six foot five; he can handle it. Yeah. I was at the other end.
0: You almost feel like it's a responsibility to help people lift heavy things. If like,
1: you've won the life lottery yeah. and you are ripped to shreds and hot and sexy, yeah. do you not think that it is your duty to at least help Lift things for people from time To time kind of like
0: being a doctor on A plane where someone's having a (laughs) medical emergency You're going on vacation you're not at The
1: hospital you don't have to work right Now you're not on the clock
0: but they do the Whole thing is there a doctor on board you're like Yeah okay I'll I'll use my Skills Mm -hmm, here and mm -hmm. try and, and Solve the situation in my
1: Situation on Friday it Was like is there a beefcake On the block who would mind Stepping up
0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if there is somebody on the plane who is jacked and has uh, 24-inch biceps, we could use you up at the front of the plane. Someone's got a very heavy carry-on bag, and we're having trouble lifting it up to the point of getting it in there. Um, If you could just press your uh, call button, and we'll come find you. Thank you.
1: I mean, you're kind of giving a live demonstration of how ripped you are just by wearing the tank top. Don't you want to really show, like, we're right by a park. Don't you want to really show everybody in the park how ripped you are? You
0: know what the thing is, is like, yeah, on one hand, I see what you're saying. But on the other hand, what you need to know is that super jacked guys are terrible at that stuff. The only thing they're good at is lifting weights At a perfect angle Yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Rolling up their Short sleeves (laughs) Up a little higher Uh And letting you know Which direction The beach is You know Uh It's that way You ever watch Survivor
1: Uh huh The TV show Yes
0: The worst ones Are always the most Jacked guys They get there And as soon as They don't have access To their protein shakes And all their (laughs) stuff They crumble They fall apart Oh I I can't drink 35 liters of water In a day Mm. Their muscles Are cramping up They're like Keeling over and whining
1: It hurts so much (laughs) So you're actually saying That those guys probably looked at me Carrying the armor and were like Oh my god I couldn't do that They are probably like
0: I hope she doesn't ask us to help lift (laughs) that thing (laughs) It's Takara Amora Our producer Chris Bondis uh, Was out with his Friday night lady friend Over the weekend at his parents house He was in the backyard pool
1: Ooh Ooh, Bondis (laughs) <laughs> Little pool party. Yeah. The it was good.
2: It was nice. Kicked my parents out, told them to get to the cottage, leave their house to me. <laughs> yeah. And raided their fridge and freezer.
0: Use their barbecue, use their pool. Nice. It's great. Thanks, guys. Use any of the bedrooms? Oh, or do you have rules about
1: that? Like, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do your parents say, like, yeah, you can use the pool, but no going upstairs to the second floor with your girlfriend by <laughs> this? He's
1: not still <laughs> in high school.
0: Well, he- you know, sometimes people have rules in the house that are in place from high school and never go away.
2: There were some rules back in then, and I broke them back then. So I wouldn't. It, I don't think it would shock my parents to find out that you know I was up to no good. But I I, I didn't uh, I didn't need the house, man. The, the the backyard was perfectly fine.
0: Oh, you know,
2: for all festivities, oh. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> but I, I, the reason why I bring up like the whole idea of like stupid rules that are still in place when you're an adult. Yeah. When I met Deb, uh, we lived in different cities. And sometimes we would meet up at my dad's place near Kingston, mm-hmm. and he had a big property. He lived on this like uh, big island called Howe Island and uh, we weren't allowed to stay in the same bedroom of the house because he had a rule that he had to follow when he met my stepmother Mm. which is until you're married you can't sleep in the bedroom together So (laughs) that's the worst it was so stupid because like we're adults we can stay I have my own apartment in London Ontario where I live
1: like how old
0: were you at this point I'm in my uh, you know late late 20s 20s. yeah like mid mid
1: 20s something like that let me tell you something uh, if you want your son to keep coming to visit you you can't have a crazy rule like that in place yeah it's not like oh we're gonna go up there and it's all right
0: (laughs) you know just on the other side of the drywall is my dad and my (laughs) stepmom it's not like we're gonna have this big orgy or something (laughs) big sexual experience but we weren't allowed to stay in the same bedroom together so what we would have to do is pitch a tent on his property no yeah so we'd sleep in a tent. Why would you just get a hotel then? Well, like, it's they're on an island. Didn't have any money either. Okay, you know, fair, and fair this enough. was our way. We were It's literally like a cottage, essentially, right? Mm-hmm, With mm-hmm. a big property. And so we'd pitch a tent so we could stay together. That's how stupid it was. So it's not out of the question for your parents to have a rule, even though they're not there, that, you know, no girlfriends up on the second floor. Christopher.
2: Yeah, um... I, I was so bad for that kind of stuff. Like, I would sneak girls into my, my parents' house when I was in high school, and yeah. then my mom would come wake me up for school the next morning and find someone else in the bed with me. Really? No, yeah. Yeah. I would get in trouble all the time for stuff like that. Bondus. Obviously obviously not
0: enough trouble that you kept doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The heart wants what the heart wants, Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my
1: Can't God. Can't stop, yeah. My mom would lose it if she came into my room and there was a guy in there in the morning. She would lose it. I was
0: a bad boy. I had to wait until I was in my 20s to even meet someone who'd be willing to spend the night with me. I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah. In high school, having someone stay over like that. Wow. Your dad would have lost it, eh? I don't know what would have... He would have been more shocked (laughs) that I had a girlfriend.
1: (laughs) Probably. Remember we were talking about this on the show. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. Big nose... Big (laughs) hoes! Scientists found a correlation between the size of somebody's nose. If they got a big nose, chances are they got a big hose. You used to think it was about, you know, hand size or foot size. No. Big hoes, big nose. Big nose, big hoes. You get what I'm saying? Now, there's another feature that you can look at on somebody that would immediately tell you ...the size of their IQ.
0: Is it the ears? Just, you know, you got a big brain in there. Maybe it uh, you get like, big ears, Big too. old ears. Big flabby no. Prince Charles ears.
2: No, it's not the ears. You know, um, I would have said forehead until a couple days ago you brought up a story, Mora, that mm-hmm. said that the male testicles resembled a lot of the... The, the same, brain. ...the same features as the brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering... If you got big testicles, <laughs>
1: that
2: yeah, means
0: you have a huge IQ. Oh. Mm. Got a and big pair. But I think like it's also not the size <laughs> it's not the size of the brain. It's, it's, how, you how, the use bra- it. it's how you use it. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So just because yeah. you have like a big giant fat head with a big massive
1: brain right. in there doesn't yeah, mean that doesn't you're, you're hyper intelligent. Yeah. Brain could not be active at all, right? Yeah. Just be a big old mass. No, it is actually. <laughs> yeah large pupils ah. people with large pupils are more intelligent they have just found than people with small pupils the average human poop Pupils, <laughs> yeah, a time with that. <laughs> they range in size from two to eight millimeters. Okay, and they found that those who had a larger baseline pupil size perform better in attention, memory, and reasoning tests. It's like the large pupils might be absorbing more information right to the perfect spot of the brain for breaking that information down.
0: See, in my experience, large pupils. Means you're super high You know
1: Yeah, they're either super intelligent Or they're really high in that particular moment That's right The eyes are
0: squinting But those pupils are wide open But I guess that's more about Just them not dilating As opposed to the just size of them
1: People in this test were not high on drugs, right? Yeah But I hear what you're saying You can confuse large pupils With somebody being high They might just be super intelligent how do you okay. measure that? Well, again, keep in mind pupils range in size from two to eight millimeters. So take a ruler and be very careful, and yeah. you can figure out: hey, Am I one of these people that's super smart with the high IQ? I
2: wonder if that's because of how much like light ener- like light is being into the. Or being absorbed into the retina. Does that mean your brain can process more, has more computing power because it's constantly absorbing more information? Yes,
1: they think that that is a connection. Like, And it's going to a specific spot in the brain. The information from the pupil goes to this one spot in the brain that kind of uh, disperses information everywhere. So it kind of fires up that one key spot. This yeah. has really
2: got me fascinated. I'm like, I'm, I want to research
1: I have- more. Fascinated oh. the professor?
0: Yeah. The professor oh. is interested in doing more research oh. on this, everybody.
1: <laughs> Dive down that rabbit hole on this. I'm surprised. Please
0: report back when you're done with your thesis.
1: Okay. You'd think he'd be more interested in big nose, big, big hose. hose. No. Well, no. no, no, it's the pupils.
0: Because he doesn't have a big nose, Maura. <laughs> oh, that's
1: why right. My nose is very small. <laughs> it's Tucker and Maura in the morning. Energy 95.3.